Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I am Daryl Moody. This is the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. We join you each week to kind of uh, create a community, if you will, of single parents where we share our own tips and talk about our own struggles and our journey. And, and you know, hopefully we can all learn a little bit something together. Uh, I'm joined once again by the Single Parent Advocate, Stacey Poitras. She is in the Work Innovators at VentureX Castle Hills in Dallas, Texas, the beautiful studios you guys have there. Stacey, I am just blown away by how cool that anchor desk looks how are you doing this week <laughs> i feel like i'm uh, just a princess on a pee you know it's awesome i'm so excited about uh our friends here at work innovators they um have been really incredible from teaching me how to upload uh the the video to youtube and making sure that we have all the right sound and set to be able to grow our podcast uh and be able to reach the community better and know each other better daryl it's been so pretty cool so we are on youtube now we are on YouTube. We are. We're on YouTube. Uh, right now we have the audio files from Karen Stanley up, as well as a few of the other talks that we've gotten to have. Okay. Uh, we're working on getting last week's interview up from Kelly Aceta. You know, people can always go to singleparentadvocate.org to the podcast tab and pick up the audio file. And then, of course, I've promoted it across all socials. But my dream is that, you know, we would have video where we could upload it to YouTube and people could get to know us and meet the actual people that we're talking to as well. So we've got that on the front burner and we're going to be going live with the actual video uploads as soon as possible. Exciting. You know, and it's yeah. funny, you know, I'm, I come from a background in radio and I kind of challenged you on that. I you and I talked offline this week. I said, Stacy, why is it so important that we get on YouTube? And of course you pointed out it's the second most used search engine on the internet. It is. And, you know, um, single parent advocate has an intern and Felicity is her name. And so Felicity, uh, was telling me this morning as I was having my YouTube upload lessons, <laughs> and she said, um, I'm really glad we're going to have the videos up. She said, I actually watch that in the mornings while I'm getting ready or getting ready for class, you know. And so I think this is going to be a really smart way to perhaps even reach out to the younger generation of single parents out there who've grown up going to YouTube for, you know, all kinds of answers and how to's and what ifs and things like that. So, you know, because we deal with the kind of content that we do, meaning that we want to spread the, the wealth of our own hindsight for the sake of other families, I think it's going to be a really good service, even though it's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of extra time. And I'm looking very forward to doing it. I'm very grateful for it. Well, you know, you and I talk about this all the time, what we want to, what we hope to accomplish with the show, we want to be a resource to other single parents. So, you know, the more places that we can, can make this information available, the better. So, you know, like I said, guy from a radio background, I challenged you and said, why do we need to get up? But you're, you're absolutely right. So uh, very exciting stuff. So talk to us about what's going on with singleparentadvocate.org. What are you going on this week? 
Well, so what we're doing locally in the Dallas area is uh, tomorrow, Saturday, April 24th, we are going to do a Money Matters. I brought you a little show and tell today. There is this 250-page workbook that everybody who attends is going to get. And in it is all of this material to help us learn how to manage our finances in a way uh, that we can track what's coming in, track what's going out, forecast um, what's in the future, and that way we can uh, do more with our funds. And they have all kinds of tips and tricks that we got a little teaser on this week. And um, that really related more like to credit and how to, you know, help your child establish credit, how, Mm. you know, to improve your own credit. So Rika Wright is actually based in Palm Beach, West Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, she is going to be our guest uh, financial advisor. And then also Jeannie Irvin from here in the Dallas area at BBVA Bank. She's a, a vice president there. So the two of them are going to do a one-two punch for two hours on how we can clean up our financial household and really uh, be stronger as families for ourselves and for our kids. So really well, excited about that. I actually just sent, I think we have about 40 families signed up so far. And so we'll be on Zoom uh, tomorrow morning, 10 to noon. Every single parent knows how important the budget is. Yeah, most months uh, are how do you say uh, it's more month than money? <laughs> sure. And so certainly when a penny saved is a penny earned and all those different sayings are uh, things that we do to work both ends against the middle to survive and thrive as single families. It's just the way the economics of having that kind of family really is for, for many who are in the in the single parent world. Oh, and, you know, there's a, there's a dramatic adjustment from going to a two income household to a one income household. It's uh Absolutely good stuff. So really exciting. You said you got about 40 families that are uh, already registered to participate in this thing? Yep. Well, families, families and volunteers, you know, we always like to make sure if we're doing an EDU uh, series thing, we invite all of our volunteers to join too, because a lot of times these are tough, tough topics, topics that, you know, are difficult to talk about, uh, out loud, you know, and so we have a private Zoom and we are just going to absolutely help these families and ourselves, ideally, you know, get stronger and have a better money relationship. It's going to be awesome. really cool. Yeah. Well, that that's a great segue into our topic of discussion this week, and that is difficult conversations. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm you're... getting sticky already. <laughs> Yeah, it's only going to get worse. Trust me. Wait till, wait till you hear my story. So, uh, you know, as a parent, as a as a single dad with two girls, uh, and, and bear in mind, you know, my oldest is going to be eight in June, and my youngest is going to be six in August. So, uh, I would like to think that puberty is far off, but uh, based on a conversation I had with my oldest daughter. Uh, that train is bearing down on me way faster than I would like for it to be. So uh, I'll just I'll just set this up for you, okay? Single dad driving the kids home from school, and my my oldest in the back seat, my youngest is back there too. The, the the youngest is now asleep. You know, we were in the car long enough for her to nod off. And my my oldest, Elise, says, "Daddy, I need to talk to you about something." I go, "Okay, well, what is it?" She goes, "Well, 
It's P-E-R-I-O-D-S. And as you might imagine, my heart went into my throat. And once I got it back down, I said, uh, it's not really my department, Claire, or Elise, but uh, lay it on me. What are your, you know, what are your questions? And she goes, well, you know, uh, the first time it happens, is it going to hurt? Again, I've never experienced it couldn't even begin to tell her what it feels like. So I'm like, uh, I don't think so from what I can tell. And then she says, you know, is it, is it going to feel like I peed my pants? Uh, and I'm like, well, I guess if you don't get to it, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm winging it, Stacy, I'm doing this the best I can, you know? And I said to her, I said, well, you know, if you don't get to the bathroom and, and take care of it quickly enough, yeah, I can see, I can see that happen. And she says, you know, is it going to soak through my clothes or people going to see it? I'm like, well, that's why it's so important for you to get to the bathroom, the bathroom. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, you know, I asked my daughter, I said, at least, you know, why are you asking me these questions? Why, what brought this up? And she tells me that her mother got her an American girl book all about puberty. And so I guess, you know, I get to field the questions. I, I you know, I don't know, Stacy, you, you raised a, you raised a young man on your own. Uh, surely you experienced something like this. Yes, there was this time when, um, and I don't remember what it's called. Okay, so, you know, for everybody out there, my son's 21. He lives in Hawaii now. Um, so I'm an empty nester, so to speak. But looking back, uh, there was this time when um, uh, his male parts got twisted in each other. Oh, or around each other <laughs> and I got this call with my son in like amazing horrid pain and they're like you have to come get your son and take him to the emergency room <laughs> and I was like what and so immediately you know I went to go get him we went to the emergency room he's on the gurney and they're like oh well it's just this thing um you know these Male parts are twisted around each other. They're going to fall out over time. But in the meantime, he's going to be in excruciating pain. Oh, that is no solace for, I mean, you know, as a parent. I <laughs> and mean, then the they had to do x-rays do and manipulate the whole thing. And it was awful. Oh, you God. It was um, a situation. So, yes, I've been in that boat. I'm, I'm very glad to say that situation only happened you know once or twice but evidently that's a a circumstance that you know if you have male parts that can do that that sometimes they will go there and it did a couple times and it was you know really important to be you know reassuring and loving and accepting and making him understand you know that he's not there's nothing wrong with him this is just a a body thing, you know, and it's and a situation where you're as you're as fearful as he is. I mean, you don't, you know, you know even less about what's going on than he does, and he doesn't have a clue. Right, right. And so I really kind of had to dig into, you know, resources for me, and like, you know, certainly, you know, um, and we'll talk about a, a few more refreshed resources, you know, uh, than I did back in the day because that was about 10, 10 years ago, but. Um, Certainly, these situations feel awkward to us as parents, 
But we have to think, oh, my gosh, you know, this is a, a young adult. Eventually you have to say, OK, this is a young adult looking for advice on adulting, really. And how am I going to help them, you know, in a loving way that makes them feel accepted and safe in this vulnerable time when they there's stuff they really do have to learn and sometimes we're in a situation i think where we have to learn together you know i would always tell chris let's 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 learn something new you know and maybe we learn together you know maybe i don't have all the answers but you know um and, and, you know, sometimes I would have meltdowns, you know, like, what are we going to talk about, you know, or oh, no for sure. way, you know. I was and, in a panic when Elise asked me. Yeah. You know, and she and spelled so, it you out know, and I was like, ah. You know, you have to say, okay, you know, you can even say, you know what, this is this topic is something that I'm not used to talking about. I'm not prepared always for these kinds of topics. And, you know, to be truthful, I need to, I need to get ready for that talk. I need to do, you know, some due diligence and make sure that I give you good answers because you I love you and I want to give you the right answers. I care very deeply for you to have knowledge even beyond me, you know, in, in this area and probably in a lot of areas of life. And you, you know. talk about sharing resources. You have one on the singleparentadvocate.org blog that you're going to share with us. Well, I met a wonderful author. Now, this is more along the lines of mom, single moms raising boys. Actually, I think it even crosses not just single moms raising boys, but certainly it goes through that lens. There's an author named uh, Jeffrey Erkelins. And Jeffrey Erkelins is a very intelligent man, and he writes from a very intelligent perspective. And he talks a lot about, you know, making sure that we don't strip the manhood out of boyhood, if you will. And he's got, you know, a lot of information and articles. One of the most impactful one to me was uh, the one where we talked about or he spoke about, you know, basically your son no longer being in the age of innocence, right? And he's going to be a teenager, right? And and to me, at that time, as a, as a single mom, he was my only son. We went through life together. It was very difficult to let go of my my boy and welcome the young man. And then later, it was difficult to let go of the young man and uh, welcome the adult married, moved to Hawaii, son, you know? And so those well, he transitions- he like a Band-Aid for you. <laughs> yeah, it was hard, you know? But a lot, of, a lot of our reactions to those transitions are things that we can pr prepare for. We can prepare our hearts and our minds for in advance. I think that uh, no matter how much self-care or reading you do, there's still that little ache of letting go uh, of a little more and a little more that I'm learning to deal with better and more productively. But I think for a mom, there's probably not uh, going to be a time when you don't have a few tears watching, watching them ride off into the sunset. 
Well, I was just going to say, you know, one of the one of the hardest things to do as a parent is just watch your child grow. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my my youngest is five, so she's still kind of snuggly. And it's like, you know, you just, you know, once you have one that gets old enough that you can't snuggle them anymore and the next one comes along, there's twice as much snuggling. And my oldest daughter gets so jealous because she's like, well, you never snuggle with me. And I'm like, well, you're a little person. She's still portable. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, you find yourself like now I have an appreciation for those experiences. And, and, and because I know that, you know, once she turns six and seven and starts running around and stuff, she's not going to want to snuggle in my lap and, and, and watch movies and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very possessive of that time with my kids to begin with. And, uh, you know, it's I can't understate it to anybody with little kids. The worst part is watching them get bigger because there's nothing you can do to stop it. Well, there was this article I read um, this week, knowing that we were going to kind of talk about it. There's a website, Daryl, and it's called. Let me see if I can put it in my notes real, or find it in my notes. Um, is this the verywellfamily.com? Yes, verywellfamily.com. And they have a a nice article about single fathers raising daughters. And, um, you know, I was talking or reading through that and it was doing a lot or it was mentioning a lot of the things that you and I have already talked about, about, you know, keeping the lines of communication open, making it safe, staying involved, um, trying to understand and listen, but not necessarily fix things all the time. Um, oh, and, 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 and as, and as, as men, you know, we're wired to fix things. You know what I mean? Like our default is I'll fix it. I don't care what it is. Give me the duct tape, <laughs> you know? So, so it's, it's almost like deprogramming yourself. You know what I mean? It's a challenge. Well, and then the other thing that was uh, really cool about the article, it talked about teaching your children how to be a problem solver. And so I think that crosses over a lot of uh, what you just talked about, where you don't necessarily want to pass this very personal topic off to anyone you know right now. It's not you don't have someone in that in your life that is an, you know, a person that you would naturally go to at this stage. But perhaps it would be good to say, hey, you know, you've got a curiosity, and um, I want to dig into the answers with you, and then go and solve and get the answers together versus saying, oh, I've got to go gather the answers, become a, a professional on this topic, and then, you know, regurgitate it back out to the to the most precious creature in your life. You sure, know? sure. Uh, you know, you might want to investigate together. And that actually teaches our children problem-solving skills. And it's in an intimate environment where you both feel safe and you can be transparent. And, you know, this topic's a little awkward for me, but um, I want to get over this because I love you. I want to I want to be brave and I want to help you find the answers I know you need and I and we can do that together. You know, does that feel comfortable for you? Uh, as it pertains to 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 my you know, questions about puberty. Absolutely. I mean, because I don't know any more about it than she does. So we are going to learn together. Yeah. So. But isn't that a great relationship building opportunity for you and your daughter? You know, I, I, every, everybody that I talk to tells me that middle school is so critical because that's where kids go one direction or the other. 
Uh, and they've, you know, of course the hormones kick in and then friends have play a different role at that age. Uh, and, and of course this is much easier said than done, but, but I feel like my strategy as a father at this stage in the game, uh, I, I just want to ensure that I'm close enough to my girls that when the hormones start flooding and things get really confusing and, and, and upsetting for them, I just want them to look at me as an ally and not an adversary. Right. So, and, and to your point, you know, if you've got a demonstrated history with your little girl of solving those kinds of problems together, you know, when they're scared and confused, they're more, I, I'd like to think, or at least I hope they are, they're more apt to come to you and say, how do we solve this problem together? Like we did, you know, the, the, the previous problems that we encountered together. So uh, really good stuff. What, what are some of the other uh, high points in this uh, article that you, that you want to talk about? Well, it talked about, you know, I mean, it, it seems like there's a, a the whole involvement what's called category, you know, how can we be involved in these, uh, these days where our kids are so active and we're so spread thin. So they suggested, you know, helping with homework, um, you know, making sure that if they, if your children have events, you go to them and make it a priority. I had to, I had to experience that this week. My, both of my girls are in ballet and uh, their recital is next week. Part of their enrollment in the ballet program was they got tickets to the final performance of the Orlando Ballet's season, which this year was Peter Pan. So nice. uh, yeah, w w when it was offered to me, uh, the tickets, I said, well, why don't you, why don't you call the girl's mom and, and let them decide if they want to go. And of course, when I'm texting my ex-wife, I said, you know, you guys just uh, make it a girl's day. Go on Sunday. You know, the girls aren't with me that weekend. You guys just go and, and you know, have, have, have yourselves a, a nice little outing. And of course she was like, what, you don't want to go? And I'm like, well, no, I don't really want to watch a ballet with my ex-wife, but. Uh, Been in tights. Know, uh, <laughs> right. But, oh no, yeah. I wasn't trying to be inappropriate. So sorry. I was just trying to be funny. The Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. It's a classic. Um, no, for me, honestly, like, no, I don't really want to go watch a ballet performance of Peter Pan. And I definitely don't want to go do it with my ex-wife. But, uh, you know, within days of me declining the offer for my ex-wife, I'm picking the girls up from from their uh, community center after school. And, and my youngest one says, Daddy, don't you want to go see Peter Pan with us? So, of course, I was like, well, of course I want to go see Peter Pan. So I end up going and watching Peter Pan with them. Um, and, and keep in mind, like, we've only done these things a handful of times since getting divorced. This is probably the third or fourth event that we've all done together. So I'm, you know, if I'm being honest, I, I'm not really 100% comfortable in that type of setting. I'm not ready to be friends with my ex-wife yet. Um, so it was, it was difficult. And, and, and you're going to love this. <laughs> so we, so we make it through the entire performance and we're walking to the, to the parking deck where we both, you know, we're all parked together. And, and my youngest one is holding my hand in this hand and her mom's hand in this hand. And she goes, daddy, I want you and mommy to hold hands. And I didn't know that my ex-wife was listening. And I said, Claire, Bear, you're out of your mind. <laughs> and I, and I hear from, from back here, I go, hmm, well, well, you know, and that's, that's her obviously not liking it. So, and, and of course, you know, to make things even more awkward at one point, she takes our hands and presses them together and says, I want you guys to be back together again. And it's like, you know, my oldest who, who, you know, for being only seven, 
she's got quite an understanding and she's like yeah you know claire that's never gonna happen claire it's not gonna happen you know what i mean um and and of course you know going to the ballet together on sunday is really just a dry run for the for the recital coming up next week and the girls want us all to go out to dinner as a family after the recital so this will be the second meal that i've shared with my ex-wife post-divorce um so that's going to be a little lot but i mean you know you you do what you have to for your kids it's important to the kids to see mom and dad doing things together it's important for the kids to see that even though uh we don't have the traditional structure we are still a family you know. well you're both still uh, active parents in their lives and so you know in that way you are still a team and you want to be a productive team you want to be the best parenting team you can create uh, you know, and I applaud you for that, you know, well, just but, push but, your but boundaries. For the, but for the purposes of our discussion with the article, it was easy for me to say ballet. No, thank you. I want nothing to do with that. Obviously, that was a mistake. Thankfully, my kids gave me an opportunity to fix that. So my message to you folks listening is, you know, uh, if you are a father raising kids or you are a, a, a mother raising boys and, and you uh, they're in ballet or baseball, whatever it is. I feel like it's incumbent upon us as parents to be involved in that so that they understand that, uh, you know, even though ballet may not be my thing, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to abandon you when you've got it, you know. And of course, after the ballet, they said, you know, Daddy, would you go to the ballet again? And I was like, you know, I thought Tinkerbell was pretty funny. She was, you know, she was animated the whole time. And you could you, I, it was the first time I've actually seen a story told through ballet. Uh, fortunately for me, I was lucky in that I, you know, have a, a, a rough understanding of Peter Pan, the story. So I knew <laughs> what was going on. Uh, but yeah, I, I will absolutely do it again. I may need to read up on Swan Lake before Christmas because I don't really know the story of Swan Lake and I would just be completely lost. But uh, yeah, there, there will be more ballets and those types of outings with me and my girls for sure. Well, and, and, and the thing is, you know, I was thinking about when my son was in baseball and then he was in soccer and then he later got into musical theater, you know, um, I always in those environments met other parents, whether they were coaches or teachers or, you know, artistic directors who had perspectives on life that I didn't have. And they were so valuable to teach my son ways to look and experience life that I didn't know that were good ways, you know. And, um, you know, that's a way to kind of broaden our own perspectives and our own horizons, too, by being involved and um, understanding more about the world that our kids are, are living in, you know, uh, their world, their personal world. And uh, that builds intimacy and also creates an environment in our homes to where you can seek answers together. And that is something that I think is just awesome. Another thing the article talked about, you know, was about, um, you know, making sure that we don't want to rescue or overprotect. Now, this was my area. I was you a helicopter the, parent. I was, no, I was the jealous mom. Oh. Oh, yes. You don't come near my baby. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit with Kelly Aceta about, you know, the tendency to overprotect. And, uh, you know, so that was one of my landmines. And I, over, I needed to overcome that big time. And so, you know, a lot of, you know, topics that can bubble up that, you know, whether you're raising a son as a single mom or raising a daughter as a single dad, some of these topics are going to be topics that you are going to go, yeah, we're not talking about that. You're not hanging out with that kid anymore. Let's move on. Done. Boom. Drop that bomb. Drop the mm-hmm. mic. Whatever we're going to drop. But, you know, I found out that that really, really burned a, a, a hole in uh, my relationship with Chris because he he didn't feel that way and he didn't have that perspective and so investigate you know looking back i could have said let's let's investigate if this is a good environment for us to be in or you know let's investigate what red flags look like you know or what a healthy healthy relationship looks like if you want to have a girlfriend you know but i wasn't i, I wasn't uh I didn't have that article that we just read, <laughs> you know. So I was trying to protect him. And I know that there's a lot of instances when we feel like it's us and our kids against the world. And um, in some days, maybe it is. But we want to kind of be more uh, open-hearted and more curious. Well, and, and you also want to be respectful of their privacy and their boundaries. You know what I mean? I mean, I would imagine your son was probably like, listen, I know this kid way better than you do. Who are you to step in and tell me, you know, but of course, you know, kids don't know what we know and they don't know that we're looking at things that they're not necessarily looking at. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, I can see how if you're if you're overly protective, it can almost cause a rift between you and your child. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, my hindsight just taught me, you know, uh, it's it's better when that instinct rises to, you know, gather your hands and protect them from, you know, whatever you see before you. Mm-hmm. Um, we we should probably investigate that with our kids or with the relevant adult that's involved in that group, you know, and see if you can kind of. Uh, dial back that trigger and see th- something through love instead of fear, you know, and sure. um, it's hard, you know, because we're always blasting through life, working, you know, work-life balance is tough for most single families, you know, so you're working 40 to 60 hours a week and you're coming home and doing another 20 or 30 hours of self-care, house care, you know, all the activities and homework and things. So, uh, it's a big ask to slow down and take some time and investigate things together, but well worth it for sure. Sure, Stacy, let's connect our listeners with these assets, uh, with these with these resources that we've been talking about. The, start with the blog. Where can they find that single parent advocate blog? Well, you just go to singleparentadvocate.org, go to the blogs, and you can uh, look up Jeffrey Erkelins. It's E-R-K-E-L-E-N-S. He's a wonderful author. Again, his writing style is very advanced, but he puts forth some very interesting perspective as it relates to raising boys in these days and times. Stacey, what you working on next week? Anything coming up we want to alert the listeners to? Well, I think, you know, uh, next week, uh, as we get past the SPA EDU 
uh, series this weekend with financial matters. Uh, we're going to get into preparing for a food drive on May 1st for Mother's Day for some families here in Dallas in partnership with Antioch Baptist Church in uh, Dallas, Texas, off of I-20. And then we're moving forward in partnership with Gateway Dallas Church for May 8th, having a Mother's Day brunch. We have awesome. uh, the May 1st invitation sent out to families, but if anybody is interested in being invited to the May 1st uh, Mother's Day parade, if you will, mm -hmm. families are gonna de decorate their cars. We're gonna double down and fill up the fridge of any moms that show up. We've got cute, um, cute surprises and gifts to give them and their kids to honor them for Mother's Day. And then um, on May 8th with Gateway Dallas, we'll be doing a luncheon uh, at their uh, Dallas campus. And I'll get information out on that real soon. That one kind of developed real quickly and we're super excited about it. So we're going to have two weekends of Mother's Day love. <laughs> And, and so, so we we'll want to direct folks to singleparentadvocate.org, also the Single Parent Advocate Facebook page. Absolutely. Right now on Facebook, um, anybody who wants to be able to sign up for the Financial Matters works, workshop, they can do that. And then uh, we'll have a registration uh, set up for May 8th pretty soon. Um, the May 1st invitation went out, and I also have it live on Meetup. So any families that want to go to Single Parent Advocates Meetup page in Dallas, Texas, you can uh, see the, the link. It's on Eventbrite as well. So we'll make sure that you guys can get connected. And if, if you really, if you um, are not in Dallas and you'd like to connect with our community, we really encourage you, please get involved with our Facebook group. Usually most of our announcements go out on Facebook. And um, I would just want to leave this message to everyone. Um, if you are a mother on Mother's Day, please know we honor you. We do really want you to know that uh, you are a mighty uh, warrior on behalf of your family. We want you to feel honored. And so just as Mother's Day approaches, soften your hearts and know there's a group of people that really respect you, what you're doing and trying to do to raise your kids today. And um, with that, I guess we'll wait till next week, Daryl. Stacy, outstanding show. Uh, for, for the listeners and viewers, if you want to connect with us, you can uh, you can contact Stacy. Send her an email, stacy.poithress at singleparentadvocate.org. You can contact me, Daryl Moody at gmail.com. Uh, again, wherever you're listening to the podcast, we ask that you subscribe. Make sure you'll be the first to know when the new episodes come out. We record on Fridays. We post usually later in the day. Uh, but uh, Connect with us if you've got a topic you want to, to discuss, an issue you want to discuss, that sort of thing. Any feedback for the show, we'd love to hear it again. Stacy.poithress at singleparentadvocate.org. You can reach me at darylmoody at gmail.com. Thank you again, folks, for listening, and we will join you once again next week. Take care, everybody.